You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. I'm Josh. And today we are talking about an action comedy from the year 2012. Written and directed, well, co-directed by Dax Shepard. And starring. And starring Dax Shepard. This one is called Hit and Run. Originally called Outrun. Outrun. Oh, that was the original name. That would have been interesting because, like that, just hearing the word outrun makes me think of the old arcade game. Do you remember that? No. It was an old Sega arcade game where it was like racing a Ferrari, basically. Oh, okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's when I hear outrun. That's what I would have thought of. So, outrun. Interesting. Now, this was like a passion project for him, right? Yes. Like okay. most of the cars in this movie are mm-hmm. from his personal collection. Oh, see, so, that makes me like Dax Shepard's that much. Dax <laughs> Shepard that much more. And because he did it independently, mm-hmm. they did most of their own stunt driving and everything. I I looked at that and was like, that looks like that's really him driving. Yeah. So anybody he must be a car guy? Yeah, I, he must be because oh my god, that Lincoln and the oh okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So I don't but, know what all cars were his, mm-hmm. but yes, the Lincoln definitely was. Okay, because no, that that was such a beautiful machine. So, anyone who knows me, and I've mentioned enough stuff about cars in, in recent episodes. I mean, how many times have I mentioned Christine in this in one of these episodes? It feels like it's been several times. Yes, I uh, think so. I, I love cars. I grew up loving cars for some reason. Like, when I was really little, like four or five years old, I never slept with, like, a stuffed animal. I would go to sleep with a Matchbox car at each hand or a Hot Wheels car at each hand or something. I just loved cars. So I've that I, that has stayed with me growing up. I mean, I'm still not, like, a super gearhead. I don't know everything about cars. I just love cars. And there's such a wide variety of nice cars in this movie. So... And it is definitely earns its R rating. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, what I could not believe was both the critics and the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. I wanted to talk about that because I remember, I think it was Dark Knight you had mentioned. If the audience and critics agree, you know you got a good movie on your hands. Yeah, well, they agree on this they movie. They agree on this one, but at 49%. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't I, agree with that either. I, I can't believe like this, this movie, movie has. Been, like, you look at, look at shit like the Hangover series and. All the Melissa McCarthy movies we get now, and like, how could this movie have scored so poorly? I don't get it. So, this movie, as we said, is written and directed by Dax Shepard, co-directed by David Palmer. It is starring Dax Shepard as Charles Bronson, or Charlie Bronson. And Kristen Bell, his real-life wife, as Annie Bean. (laughs) Annie Bean. (laughs) Great name. Uh, Bradley Cooper as Alex Dimitri, Chris, and Kristen Chenoweth as Debbie Krieger. Now, do you remember Kristen Chenoweth? Do you know oh, who yeah. she was? Oh yeah, I okay. Know her. Uh, I always I always know her as Vanessa Gecko from uh, from BoJack Horseman. Oh okay. <laughs> the uh, Pr- Princess Carolyn's uh, rival, and uh, of course we have and we have Tom Arnold as Randy Anderson. Now, the first movie I ever saw Tom Arnold in was McHale's Navy. Oh, I don't know the first movie I saw him in. <laughs> It wasn't that, because I've never seen Mikhail's Navy. Oh, okay. Also, Michael Rosenbaum as Gil. 
Yeah, I, I I forgot to write him down. There there were there were several cameos or like short appearances from other actors I recognized from other things. But we'll get yeah, to that he, in a minute. Yeah, he had a pretty big role though, so I wrote him down. But, so, uh, so I know him from Sorority Boys. Oh, okay. But I know his most famous role is probably Lex Luthor on Smallville. Oh, is that who he is? Yeah. I've never seen I've never Smallville watched Smallville before. either. That's why I don't associate him with that. But uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So I looked this up and I, I don't know if this was right or not, but it said this movie was made on a $2 million budget. And I think part of that is because the car aspect comes from Dax's personal, personal collection. Collect- yeah, so they so it have doesn't to go them. towards the budget probably. Yeah. That's but yeah, entirely I found possible. Two million as well, and had a worldwide gross of fourteen and a, almost fourteen and a half million. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yep. Um, and I think part of that also is he made this with a bunch of his friends, so they probably the weren't case. you know asking for a whole lot of money. That's that's. Great. And I think that's where we get a lot of these cameos coming up later on. For <laughs> okay, that's, that's entirely my, possible. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to see. Its widest released was at. 2,870 theaters, and it was in release for 51 days. Seven and, like seven, almost seven and a half weeks. And when this movie came out in 2012, I was living in Japan, so I didn't hear about it. I didn't see anything about it. Never heard about it before. But then um, my good friend tells me about this movie. He's like, dude, you've got to see this. I'm like, okay, sure. I love a good action comedy, especially something involving cars. We, I could do a podcast just about car movies all by myself, probably. <laughs> and not just be talking about Mad Max, either. <laughs> um, and I will say, Dax Shepard and and uh, Kristen Bell are possibly one of the most adorable couples I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> I guess I guess it's because they're a couple in real life. That, They've I just got great chemistry. Yeah, I think that helps. That's awesome. So, in this opening... It opens with Charlie, Dak Shepard, and Annie, Kristen Bell, in bed. And he's, like, telling her to concentrate. He's just telling her, like, close your eyes, breathe deep. And and, and she's, she's, like, agitated about something. Yes. And he's telling her, like, you got this. Just breathe in and breathe out. You got this. And she, and, and she's, she has this line. She's, he's, like... She says something about, um, I may have just thought up a cure for cancer. She's like, he, he's like telling her to focus. And she's like, oh my, I'm all, I'm all over the place. I may have just thought up a cure for cancer. And he says, you couldn't cure a UTI if you had a cranberry farm. Yep. I have that line. Yep. That, was, that a, was a good line. I, 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 I got to wonder how much of these lines or how much of some of these parts were improvised or ad-libbed. Cause like some of the, some of the times, especially later on in the movie, when, when they're in the car together, just talking, it almost feels like they're just ad-libbing. They probably are. Yeah. You're probably right about that. I think it's funny that they're, they're I know it's playful, but they're smacking each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're playful smack. And then she grabs his hair and he's like, honey, honey, don't grab my hair. Don't grab my hair. You know, I'm self-conscious about that. I, I guess he feels like he's losing his hair or something. Uh, and he, but he, anyway, he's like, this is the only moment you need to worry about. You've got this. So like, what's going on? Like, what is she, I, I thought she might be getting ready for a job interview or something. Yeah. That is what it sounds like. And, um, she cries. Yeah. She cries. Yeah. It's really sweet. As uh, she or, is. Or cheesy, as I say. What? A cheesy, as I say. Cheesy? You say oh. really sweet. I say really cheesy. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess down, I guess at, at my core, I'm a bit of a romantic. <laughs> As she is, so as she's leaving, she's driving out, and this van pulls up with Tom Arnold in it, and his name is Randy. 
Randy, Tom Arnold. <laughs> he stops to talk to Annie and asks if Charlie's home and says that they have a meeting to get to. And as she drives off, he spills coffee all over himself. But well, before that, she asks, and she's like, are you okay? Because you're sweating a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Well, they, they are in California, so maybe. So he... And uh, he's on the phone with somebody and somehow manages to spill this whole cup of hot coffee. And he just gets out of the car like, ah, jumps out, fuck, just jumps out and is like trying to brush himself off. But then the van starts to roll away and he runs after it and he like tries to, to grab, grab on. The, the just, like, dra- yeah, just drags him and then drops him off. And this guy, he's supposed to be a U.S. Marshal. Like, he must be the worst U.S. Marshal ever because he pulls out his gun and starts, as he is running along, tries to shoot one of the tires Because of he the sees van. it rolling towards these two little girls. Yeah, yeah, these two, <laughs> these yes, two little girls playing shooting. in another house. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, and this whole time, you can, like, from inside the house, you can see that, like, Dax is, or, um, or Charlie's getting ready yes. for something. And uh, he, <laughs> you can see... Randy chasing the van around. And then, like, he starts hearing the gunshots, and he's just like, what the fuck is going on out there? And then outside, when Dax, conf- or, yeah, Charlie confronts him, he's sitting there freaking out. He's all embarrassed because he spilled his coffee. Right. I'm like, really? All that, that, that happened? That's, and that's the most embarrassing thing you're... <laughs> yeah, so, um... Back to Annie, and she is in a meeting with her boss, Debbie, Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. And she's talking about, um... Um, a job possibility for Annie in right. um, in in L.A. and I think you see yeah, L.A. LA yes. And <laughs> Debbie has a line that says she says something about this school because it's this little community college like Milton Community College or yeah. something. And Debbie says this school is the jack off booth of academia. <laughs> And, like, she's offering Annie, like, drugs because she can see that Annie's, like, nervous. Right. And she's like, oh, you want a Xanax? Yeah. Or something. And, uh... Yeah, because Annie's nervous she's going to lose her job is what she's thinking. Right. And, like, and like you said, she she compares it to a... Ja- You're really afraid to lose your job as a jack-off cleaning lady? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is a jack-off booth and you're, like, the cleaning lady. Yeah. Um... So, so, um, and, and she says something like, if you don't take this job, I will fire you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is, and she tells him she has to talk to Charlie. Mm-hmm. Like she has to talk to him. We don't know why yet. Right. Um, and he said, he says, she says something about Charlie can't leave. Charlie can't yeah, leave. He Milton. can't leave. The, yeah. He can't leave the town. Right. So back <laughs> I love to that. <laughs> no. Oh no. Chino with got some great lines. Oh right yeah. Here. She does. I didn't write down all of them. She, I didn't write down all of them either, but she says something about, uh, She's only known this guy for a year, I think, right? Annie right. Has. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, when I was young, I was date raped. I had abortions. I got what I deserved. Oh, but you yeah, deserve yeah. better than me. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Okay. Yeah. And yes, now we're getting back to them. And now we're, yeah, now we're getting back to Charlie and Randall. Um, or Randy. Randy is a U.S. Marshal, and we find out that he, they're, they're still going on about, about the gun. Yes. And like Discharging the gun. He, like, at one point is, like, waving it around, like, at... <laughs> At Charlie, and Charlie just like grabs it out of his hand and takes it apart, and just and he's like, ah, no. And then and then uh, and Randy's like, don't touch my gun again. Like he's like, don't touch my gun. And we find out that he has gotten in trouble before for discharging a firearm. And we find out that he is a marshal of the Witness Protection Program, right. which apparently is the lowest rank in the U.S. Marshals. I That's guess. the way he makes it sound. Yeah, I, it, it he makes it sound like a punishment, just about. Yeah, it's um, like traffic cop. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Annie gets back and she is, she looks like she might be upset about something, but not really. 
she is happy about the new job, but sad that she's going to have to go to L.A. Now, when she mentions L.A., Charlie isn't happy. He's mad that she's leaving, but he's not going to let her stay. He's a very noble kind of a guy in this. He's like, yeah, I'm, it's going to suck losing you, but I would hate myself if you stayed in this shitty little town and didn't do anything. Uh, but in the next day, Annie's like, I'm just going to go ask for my old job back at the, <laughs> the jack-off booth of Academia. <laughs> and Charlie's sitting there thinking. And then he kind of like gets up. See, at first I thought he might have been on house arrest. Right, uh, but but at this point, I'm like, I don't see an anklet on him or anything. But then, and yeah, and then I remember that yeah, he's in witness protection. Right. Um, he gets up and opens this, and they, they live like out in the middle of like it looked like a farm. It's it's a very rural area, and there's a barn there in his house, and he goes and opens it, and you can see there's something. There's a car of some kind that's draped in a big tarp, and he just yanks it off. You don't see what it is yet. Then the next shot is you see him driving it. And you still don't even see what the car is. And um, and uh, um, Annie is in the office with, with Debbie. And, and, like, I don't even know what they said, but um, you hear this car pull up. It's got this noisy, rumbly V8 engine. And uh, Debbie looks out and says, I'm like, oh, take a look at Big Dick Boy or something <laughs> like that. And Annie's like, that's Charlie. And... And, and that's when Debbie's like, that's Charlie? Really? <laughs> this is one of the most badass custom Lincolns I've ever... It's a Lincoln Continental, like a 67, I think he said it was. Just gorgeous car. Uh, he says he's... And, and, and he's like, I'm going to take you to L.A. I'm going to yeah. drive you to L.A. I think it's like 500 miles to L.A. from where they're going, or from where they're starting. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to take you to L.A. And she's like, honey, are you sure? And he says, yeah, it's been four years. L.A.'s a big town. We're going to be okay. So he's already got all her stuff packed up, and is apparently apparently he's he said that it's got a huge trunk in this yeah, car that it fit the top, it, it yeah, was big it, enough to fit that top. Mm-hmm. So so it's got a huge trunk. But then she remembers that she does not have her teaching certificate, and it is at Gills. And that's when he's just like, oh fuck, yeah. So we show up at Gill's house and he is working out on some like, it's not like, it's like a, almost like a Bowflex or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. He has clothes. He has clothes on. He's got a shirt and shorts on. And then he hears the car pull up and sees Annie walking up the drive. And by the time she gets to the door, she rings the door, opens it. And he's now naked. In, well, I don't think he was naked. You don't think he was naked. You think no, he had underwear I, on? Like you could see, you could see his underwear for a second. Okay. Um, so he just stripped down. So he just stripped his... down to his undies. Okay. For He's like, oh, yeah, you you caught me doing laundry or something like that. <laughs> uh, this is where we learn that Charlie is in witness protection. Gil says that he's not going to let her go to L.A. with him. He's like, you don't know this guy. You don't know what he's doing. He could be a psycho. Like, Gil is super, super possessive of his ex-girlfriend. Like, yes. they're not, not, even, not even a thing anymore. And she's like, you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. I'm a grown-ass woman. Yeah, and she tells him that he all he did was witness a murder. Mm-hmm. That, but yeah, he witnessed a murder. He Charlie, commit, He didn't commit any yeah. crime or anything. He witnessed a murder. Mm-hmm. He had to testify against the people, mm-hmm. so they put him in witness protection. Right. Um, so now they're driving to L.A. And Gil has taken down the plate number. Right. Gil has taken down the plate number. This And, and, and they're driving, and and um, Charlie's going on about this car. He says, this car has 700 horsepower. <laughs> I cannot imagine driving a car with that much power. And uh, and, and this probably rang uh, 
I don't know how to say it, rang true with you, rang close to your heart, I guess, mm-hmm. the built, building of the car with his dad. Yeah, I, know you've I done have that. done that. Yeah, he said he built this car with his dad, but, but, but then Andy's like, but you said this car didn't run. And he says, well, I wasn't supposed to bring anything from L.A. whenever I left, but yeah, he built this car with his dad. Yeah, so he had to bring this one mm-hmm. and just put it up. <laughs> so now we cut to two <laughs> cops sitting in a car. A guy and a girl, mm-hmm. a guy cop and a lady cop. And the guy is using an app called Pouncer, Pouncer. which is apparently like a Grindr? gay. It's like Grinder. It's like a hookup app. Yes. For gay guys. Mm-hmm. That tells you when one's in the area. Yeah. And he's looking at this phone. You know, they're in the middle of, or then there's a tiny little town and he's like the only one. There's like <laughs> one little dot on his map and that's him. So, but then he gets a call from Gil. Turns out that this cop is Gil's brother, and his name is Terry. I don't think they mention his name until almost the very end of the movie. I was going like, you know, I didn't even catch his name. Yeah, I, I just had him written down as gay cop, but then, then toward the end of the movie, they say his name is Terry. So Gil gives him Charlie's plate number, and it comes up as being expired and being registered to someone named Yule Perkins. Now Gil is Googling Yule Perkins, and we see that Charlie turns state's evidence. We start to see a bit more about Charlie. Gil looks up one of the guys that Charlie testified against, just happens to find him on Facebook. Of course. And this guy's name is Alex Dimitri. And sends him a message saying that he knows where Yule Perkins is going to be for the next 24 hours. So now Gil is gearing up to leave. And, you know, we get these sometimes in, in action movies, we get these scenes where, like, guys are packing all their guns and all their gear and all this stuff. Well, he's packing up his MacBook <laughs> and his MacBook charging cable. And he, like, goes to his he goes to his kitchen drawers and starts, like, going through the knives and, like, pulls out, pulls out a steak knife. Like, oh, yeah, that'll do. And then he takes one of his golf clubs with him. And he gets in this car, this little Pontiac Solstice, which is kind of a neat car, but... Nothing compared to that Lincoln. And goes off in chase of Charlie and Annie. Yes. Now we get Randy calling Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, if you're leaving, I got to be with you. Right. And, I, and he's got he's in the van. Mm-hmm. You've already seen he can't drive this thing. So first thing he does, backs over a mailbox. Yeah. And he said something like, I've got a, ma- I've got a bowling ball for you. Yeah. yeah you need, say, you need a new bowling, bowling ball. ball right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Charlie's like, I'm just leaving witness protection. And um, they stop on the side of the road to get some food, get a burger. There's a very brief conversation about the Iraqi dinar or something like that. Um, Yes. Which, like, at first you're like, what what is that? Why is that important? You know, they're talking about how the Iraqi dinar could be, could either, like, go up in value exponentially or down in value. I I didn't even catch that right You didn't catch? Yeah. I know they they, they mentioned it later, but Yeah. yeah, they mentioned it for just briefly. This very strange little bit of conversation talking about how I think the Iraqi dinar could become worth more than the U S dollar or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. Then we get a guy looking at Charlie's car. Yeah. And he's and this, this, you know, redneck, Hey man, it's a cool car. And he's like, does it, does it have nitro on it? And he got, dude's got an ice cream cone in his hand. He's like, Oh, it's a cool car. And he says, he asked the guy, if if, this thing got nitrous in, and Charlie says, no, nitrous is for fags. It's got cubic inches. Yep. <laughs> and Annie is not happy with him using the word fag. Nope. Uh, she, there's, so, yeah, and this, this is another one of those, I feel like, improvised 
conversations between them on, you know, wow, that could be hurtful. Oh, but baby, it's just like saying lame. It's like, okay, well, what if I started calling my bag the N-word? Like, <laughs> <laughs> was like honey, have you seen my N-word? It's the expensive one. <laughs> Like, there's some great dialogue in this movie. Um, But now Gil is tailing them. Gil shows up in this little Pontiac and he's tailing. How did he find them? That's what I want to know. How did he find them? I mean, is there like only one one road leading out of this town? (laughs) I guess so. One way to L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so 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 Charlie's like, okay, I'm going to put an end to this. They pull over. They pull over and Char- and, uh, and um, Gil pulls up behind them. And he's got the top down on this car, but he still rolls the window down <laughs> when Charlie walks up to him. And, uh, and he tells Charlie, don't beat him up. Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah. She's like, don't beat him up. I'll be mad at you if you him. do that. He's like, okay, I won't beat him up. So Gil, being the asshole that he is, reveals that he knows Charlie's real name and he knows Alex Dimitri. Yep. So Charlie just gets back in the car and decides he's just going to outrun Gil, which he could easily do in this car. He's got these, like, racing seat belts. Yeah, I was going to say, his harnesses are in. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stunt driving. Yeah, stunt driving, <laughs> yeah. And he, he puts the seat belt on Annie, and he puts his seat belt on while the song, it's, it's not the original version from the movie, but it starts playing World of Pure Imagination. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who, who did this, this recording, but it's a much more soulful kind of a rocky version of it. And you get this is this scene I would call car porn. Car porn because it's just fucking beautiful to watch. You see this like slow motion burnout, and then he starts doing donuts, just kicking up all kind of smoke. And Gil is just like choking. Yeah, he's choking. He's trying to put up his. uh, He has to get out. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to put up the the roof and whatnot, and then he just takes off. Now Gil tries to do the same thing. Tries to do a burnout and fails miserably. He like does like a 720 almost trying to <laughs> trying to get back on the road um and we get this pretty cool chase scene that ensues they're on these back country roads so like not a whole lot of traffic going on around it um now so far my biggest part of this movie is how a pontiac solstice is keeping up with a 700 horsepower lincoln continental that just should not happen uh maybe maybe uh charlie's just toying with him maybe maybe he's just <laughs> kind of having fun but um i almost run into randy almost run into randy like 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 charlie is on it's like a two-lane road or it's like a dirt road it's not even a two-lane road and he's like passing all these people into (laughs) oncoming traffic well he passes one and it's randy (laughs) and randy just veers off the road and goes airborne in this airborne the gun flies caravan his gun falls out and starts going (laughs) off all over the place he's freaking out he's yelling yeah he's saying he's embarrassed again yeah He's like the he's like the most high strung character I think I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> so now we after that's done, we cut to a shot of a dog outside a grocery store, like like tied up, you know, his leads there. Yeah, I think it's a pit bull. Yeah, it was a pit bull. It was a good looking dog. And this guy comes up and it's Bradley Cooper. With dreads. With dreadlocks. <laughs> Bradley Cooper with white boy dreadlocks. And he's with this woman. And he's like, Oh, this is a beautiful dog. Um, and this is his girlfriend, Nev, by the way. He's like, oh, this is a beautiful dog. So they then they're, um, I forget what they're even getting there at the store, but behind them in the line is this guy, this big old muscular dude who's getting dog food. He's like, oh, is that your dog outside? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're going to feed him that? And the guy says, oh, you're lucky I'm feeding him anything after he tore up my couch. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, that's really shitty dog food. You really shouldn't be he's feeding like, hey, man, He probably wouldn't be eating your couch if you got him better dog food. Yeah. So, so like, the guy's just like, man, what the fuck is your problem? And and then, and then he's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, just 
just showing concern for your dog. Yeah. So the guy comes back out, and the dog's still sitting there, but the leash is gone. gone. He's like, what the hell? Where'd your leash go? And then Alex comes up behind it, comes up behind him with the leash and just wraps it around his neck, knocks him over, and drags, drags him. him around the corner to the side of the gas or the side of the, the grocery store. And he's trying to make him eat some some of that nasty dog food. Pulls a gun on him, puts a gun to his head, and he's like, eat that, eat that. You make your dog eat it, you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes on, I forget what all was in it, but he starts reading off like the, the ingredients of what's yeah. in it. It's like sawdust and shit. Uh, and, his, and his girlfriend pulls up in the car, and she's not like freaked out at all that he's pulled a gun. He's like, she's just like, come on, baby, let's go, let's go. We got time for this. Yeah, we don't have time for this. So, um, and he takes the dog. Yeah, he's he like, takes hey, by the, the dog way, your dog's him. coming with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, and he, and, and like the guy says something like, I'd rather die than eat that. And it's like, see, you just said you'd rather die than eat something you said you're going to feed to your dog. <laughs> like Alex is a strangely philosophical uh, He thug. loves dogs. Yeah, he, he loves he dogs. He loves dogs. Mm-hmm. So now um, Charlie and Annie have stopped for gas again, because I'm sure if you're driving a 700-horsepower V8, it probably gets shit gas mileage. And some asshole comes up to Charlie and starts talking to him about the car, and he's like, so This oh. was the first cameo I got to notice. Yeah, I, I recognize this guy, but I can never remember his name or what exactly I've seen it's, him in. His name's David Cockner? I don't know if that's how you say it or uh-huh. not. I know him. He's in the Goldbergs. I've seen him in. I've seen him in countless other movies as well. Yeah, I've like, seen. You, oh, okay. He, also on uh, F is for Family, he's the voice of the dad's boss, the big fat guy who's always eating chicken and smoking. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't watched no, it? No, I know, dude. That's a that's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's one of these characters. Like you see him in a ton of stuff. So when you see him, you almost instantly yeah. recognize him. And he usually plays kind of an asshole character. Um, and this guy comes up and he's like looking at the car. He's like, oh man, that's nice. Is that a 76? And he's like, and Charlie's like, no, it's a 67. And the guy goes, is that what they told you? Okay. So like, this guy's just a total douchebag. Yeah, he asked how much he put into it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the, the engine's about 14,000. It's like, just the engine in this car was worth 14,000. And the guy goes, oh, that's real nice. I think I'm, I'm thinking about getting a new power plant for that, for my, for my truck over there. He's driving this shitty old Ford pickup. <laughs> And, and he's like, okay, that's nice. And, like, the guy starts to, like, open the doors. Because this car has suicide doors it's on it. Like, yep. and, and he's like, dude, can you not touch my car? Yeah. And, Who does that? Yeah. And then and then um, Annie comes back out. And he's like, oh. And the guy sees Annie. And he's like, oh, mama, is she yours, too? You own her, too? We're like, oh, God, let's just get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Annie is... is uh, Teasing go- him, yes. Teasing him. Going on about... Uh, you notice that this car tends to attract a certain kind of person? I don't know. Maybe rapist? Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> a rapist? Like a certain kind of asshole. <laughs> so they now they stop at this motel. And it's it's still broad daylight. They, 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 they said it was only 500 miles... To Los Angeles. You can't drive 500 miles in a day. They started like first thing in the morning. I was going to say, yeah, I've driven 600 miles in a day every year. So I've, Yeah, I've driven you know from here to Kansas City is about 800 miles, and we drive that in a day. I'd say from here to Pennsylvania, 600. So, yeah. yeah. So um, so they get this. this uh, well, they, first, when they're walking there, you see the guy in the yeah, truck. Yeah, you see the guy by. in the truck he right by. So he looks and he staring. knows where they are. Yep. So they, they, go, they go to their room, or they think it is their room. They've been now, given the key to this room. They've been room. given the key to this room. So how did they how did they screw that up? I don't know. When I was watching this the first time, my friend who was watching with me was like, you're going to want to close your eyes. <laughs> See, I didn't get that warning. You didn't get that one. <laughs> I probably should have given you that warning. Because they open this door and there's like four old people like 
Well, first you just see the two. Oh, well, yeah. First you just see the two. Because I screenshot and said, what the hell are you having me watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, four. At first, I, I, I thought they might be swingers or what. But so, I just, and, and so, you know, they're, full, they're naked. They're full frontal. This movie really earns its R rating right here. It says it says on the on the rating it says graphic, graphic nudity. nudity. Uh, and, this and what is, does yeah. that mean? As I wrote in my notes, we have penis. <laughs> we've got penis, and we've got everything else. Yep. Oh, so so like they're they're of course they're obviously like, oh my god, we are so sorry. And they go back out, and Charlie just immediately breaks down, and he's like, oh my god, that was a real life lemon party. <laughs> Which I had heard the term lemon party before, but I'd also always heard don't Google lemon party. And, like, there was a lemon party joke in Cars 2, in the second Cars movie, because all the cars were, quote-unquote, lemons. You know, you call a bad car a lemon. Well, there's all these bad cars together, and they're having a party, and there's lemons everywhere, so they are kind of having a lemon party. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of those things that little kids would not get. Nope. So, <laughs> and, and she... And uh, um, uh, Annie says, "Grampies and there's so, grannies and grampies fooling around." <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut back to Alex and his girlfriend. He's finally getting around to checking his Facebook. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever. He's finally <laughs> going around to check Facebook. He sees the message from Gil, and is immediately like, "Babe, we got to go. Yep. We got to go right now." Now he has got a really nice house. Yeah, he does. This house looks like it could be a couple million. He, easy. Do, he does very well for himself. And you see about what three, four, five dogs walking yeah, around. Yeah, something so like he, that. He is. He loves his dogs. Mm-hmm. And uh, cut back to Annie. Mm-hmm. She's wanting to know what was it because Gil, you know, was yelling. Yeah, Gil was as yelling. He was doing Yule, the Yule, um, Yeah, he was yelling his re- uh, Charlie's real name, and she's like, "What was he yelling?" She's and like, that's, you heard it. You mm-hmm. heard it. I know you heard it. And yeah. He finally tells her. That, that was his real name. And that he was named after Yule Brenner. Right. <laughs> and Charlie says, oh no, she says Yule Perkins sounds like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> so, and this, and I thought this was interesting. Um, how he chose his name? How he chose his name. He chose the name Charles Bronson, not after the actor, but after the famous English prison prisoner who was played by Tom Hardy yep. in a movie called Bronson. Who, who named himself who named after himself the actor. After Charles. the actor, Charles Charles Bronson. That, yeah, I thought that, I wrote that down, too. That was an interesting story. I, thought I was so. like, okay. Because, yeah, when, when I first saw this movie, I had never seen Bronson. I didn't see it until way after I'd seen this. I didn't know Charles Bronson was a prisoner who named himself after a movie star. So now we cut back to Randy. It is nighttime. He is speeding through these backwoods. Like, I don't know how he's this far behind. I don't know how this van is going this fast. It yeah. is beat all to hell. Yeah, it's like the back window's gone. <laughs> it just looks like it's been run over by a truck. And 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 Terry claims that he was doing like 127. Like, how are you doing that in a Dodge minivan? But as he's there with Randy, mm-hmm. the Pouncer app goes off. Well, his 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 female right oh, yeah, along. She brings him. She the brings phone. him. That's she right. brings him the phone. It's like, hey, I know I, I didn't mean to go. Your I didn't mean to snoop, but your your phone went off. You got a notification from Pouncer, and and then she, and so he's like, really, this guy? And she's like, well, I don't think he's really gay because he's kind of old. He's like fifty. He's like, yeah, he's like. She's, I'm like, oh, he can't be gay. <laughs> and, and then and then Terry's like. You don't outgrow being gay. You can be old and gay. Um, and Angela's like, you should ask him out. Yep. 
<laughs> but he's but he doesn't he doesn't give him a ticket. But he's like, yeah, here's my number. If you ever need any no, backup, no, he, yeah, he he gives he like give me your phone for a minute. Oh and yeah, he, he yeah, putting he, his he name puts and his number in. into into Randy's phone. It's like in case you need any backup, and he puts back he puts air quotes <laughs> around backup. <laughs> and then he's like, look, I know about Pouncer. Mm-hmm. I'm on there too. Mm-hmm. And I forget, like, did Randy have a good reason to have the Pouncer app on there? Or? No, he just tried saying he didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like oh, I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. That's, he tried to play it off. So now back to... Alex. Alex. Talking. Alex and Gil are on the phone talking about finding Annie and Charlie. And he's like, now you don't, you don't, you don't touch Annie. Like, you, you can have Charlie, but don't touch Annie. So I guess he's got kind of a noble, at least... I mean, he is super I, I, possessive. I, t- I was gonna say, I take him as possessive. He's very. He, he possessive. thinks of her as his. Yeah, Don't and he thinks it's his job mine. to 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 protect her. Now Charlie goes out to get some coffee, and, and he's about to get in the shower. Yeah, but before but, she does, mm-hmm. she goes back to the computer, mm-hmm. and she's thinking about googling Yule. She types in the she name. She types in but the she name. Doesn't she doesn't she doesn't hit search? Nope. She ends up she closing it down. Closing it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get the, her shower. Right. And outside, Charlie's car won't start. Yeah, so he's like, "Well, what the hell?" And then, like, he, he like grabs a little pair of pliers out of the, out of the, uh, the, the glove box, and then he opens the hood, and the whole engine is gone. Right out in the hotel parking lot. The somehow. hotel parking lot that, and the car was right outside their door. <laughs> and you expect me to believe that this douchebag hillbilly was able to silently steal this massive v8 that and nobody nobody saw it but yeah yeah charlie tries to tries to uh tries to uh log uh, not uh, rationalize it and be like yeah he probably just ground off the motor mounts and used a cherry picker and just pulled it right out I'm like okay how yeah, whatever also notice right here he says Man, that was a twelve thousand dollar engine. So his his price has changed. So I don't know how yeah, much he really put into it. Maybe. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So Charlie goes <laughs> back outside. He goes in to tell Annie what's happened. He goes back outside, and immediately gets clubbed in the face by Gil. Gil just knocks him in the face with his nine iron or whatever this is. And I guess I guess Charlie's supposed to be a hemophiliac or something because there is a shit ton of blood well, for I a mean, busted nose. I mean, he, I don't know. You get hit like that with a golf club. I don't know. Maybe it would happen. I don't I know guess, if you'd believe that much. You, you might be right. <laughs> golf <laughs> and, club would hurt. And Charlie's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You hit me in the nose with a golf club?" And, and Gil says, "I didn't know. I didn't think it would hurt that bad. I or something. I didn't know it would hurt that bad." Oh, so yeah, he. Charlie just clocks Gil, knocks him out, takes him over and puts him in his little car and he's like, I'm pissed at you because you made me you made me break my promise to yep. Annie to not hurt you. So but then Charlie sees Alex is at the motel looking for him. Alex and Nev and some four, some third guy in a suit. Yeah. I don't know I don't never think they ever talk about his name. I don't think so. So Alex and company are looking for them, obviously, and then they enter the same wrong room that Charlie oh, and Annie did. As soon as did. I saw them walking down, I was like, "Yep, it's they're getting happen. ready to see the naked people." And good lord, someone was having fun with the cinematography because one of the camera angles is looking up through this dude's legs. So all you see is like two legs and a bell end, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and like Bradley Cooper being like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, now, why? And then, of course, you know. Charlie runs inside and he's like, babe, we got to go now. We got to go now. The people I testified against are looking for me. They are here now. And he, he took a picture. I thought he was taking a picture of, of Alex and, and crew, but he actually took a picture of this Corvette's VIN number. And he's sitting there at his computer yeah. with some little kind of a 
keyless entry dongle and he's got it hooked up to his computer and he's doing something. She's like, honey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm I'm, I'm getting us out of here. (laughs) He somehow managed to like clone this car's signal from the, just from the VIN number. And now we get another chase scene. And while, while this chase scene is happening, Charlie reveals that he was actually the getaway driver for a bank robbing crew. And right before he revealed that, Mm -hmm. Randy was passed out in his van, finally woke up, and he pulls out right in front of Gil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So now he's back into the mix. Even though he's constantly wrecking, he still stays caught up with him somehow. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) Um, And we also find out that Charlie was engaged to Nev, the lady who is now currently Alex's girlfriend, because she cased the banks. So now all the characters are in this car chase. Charlie, Randy, Alex, and Gil. All four of these cars. And then and now Randall is calling Terry, the cop, for, for some backup. And this one of the things I love about this movie is the soundtrack. So while they're while they are are doing this chase scene, and it's like this kind of a deserted, almost like an airfield. Because like there's like these big yeah, aircraft. They say, hangers. they say it's an abandoned airfield. Okay, yeah. They do say that. Yeah. Okay. Um and while this chase scene is happening here, they're playing Voodoo Child by Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. I just love that. Um, I love that everybody's just doing donuts yeah, in, in the airfield. Yeah, like, like they're just constant. It's donuts, donuts, donuts. <laughs> I mean, just constant. I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. And then <laughs> and, finally, Charlie takes off. Yeah, and uh, we see that Randall has this, still has this bowling ball he got for Charlie in this car, in this in this van. It's bouncing around the back of his van, and at one point he has to slam on brakes, and that bowling ball goes shooting straight through his windshield. windshield. Yep. Now, Alex's car inexplicably stops working. This is another case of cars stopping working when you have to slam on brakes for something. <laughs> so, now, what is he driving? He is driving, a, I can't remember the exact terminology, but it's a Cadillac. It looks like the Cadillac CTS, but it's like a station wagon version of it. But it is a high-performance station wagon. That's what wagon. I was wondering, because I was like... This is a fast station wagon. That's yeah. what I say, because it looks like a station wagon. And, and like the guy who's in the car with him is like, I can't believe this thing's a fucking station wagon. Yeah, this thing is fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but now Annie is freaking out because she knows the truth that Charlie was a getaway driver and that he was engaged to Nev. They, she's like, if you don't stop this car right now, I am jumping out. I'm not kidding. He's like, okay, okay, stop. So he, he pulls into this and he pulls into this orange grove and she's just like walking on. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm she leaving. also gets a call saying that she needs to be in LA by four o'clock that afternoon. Oh, right. Right. Debbie. I forgot. Debbie called them back. Yeah. And Debbie, while she was making this call, she, she was getting a massage. And at one point she just like takes her towel off and tells the guy, don't be a pussy. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she puts her foot up on, starts rubbing him and then mm-hmm. slings the towel off. Mm-hmm. Cause, she, Cause I'm pretty sure she tells Annie when Annie's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. She's like, don't you ruin my happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, but, but then we see Annie sitting there waiting, and I guess she must have called Gil because Gil just shows up out of well, nowhere. Well, he's following him, so I think he just happened to show. I don't think she called him. Well, I mean, I don't know. It looked like, it looked like she was standing there waiting on him. So she gets in the car with Gil, and Charlie's like, I still think you're an asshole, but you better take care of her or something like mm-hmm. that. So he still really cares for her, even yes. though she's really pissed off at him. Uh, she's like, I don't know you. I don't know you anymore. So now we got back to Randy. Randy is unconscious in his van, and the other cop shows up to help him. Found him by the pouncer app. Yep, found him by the pouncer app. So now back to Annie and Gil. They're just riding along, going to L.A. And but 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 Gil is still like, hey, you want to just go back to my house and and process all this or unpack all this? And she's like, no, just get me to L.A. Yeah. But then Alex and company ram him in the back, just come up from behind, boom, and they snatch Annie. 
and Carl and call Charlie. Yep. Charlie shows up to the meeting place that they have that they have called and gets into it with Alex. Alex wants money. Now, I don't understand this. You saw the house he had. That was a nice house. And he wants this money that he's talking about. Apparently, they maybe have, he's got maybe he's laid on some payments. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but he's but he's like but and then and then Charlie's like, "Okay, fine. We'll go to my dad's place." Apparently, so apparently they have stashed some money right. at at Charlie's dad's place. And then <laughs> and and uh, and and Alex starts going on about I was in jail for eight months, and Charlie's just like, "Oh, boo hoo! I was I've been in Siberia for four fucking years." <laughs> He's like, "What is like? Did you?" He said something like, "Did you not have enough time to read when you were in jail? <laughs> not jail, not prison." And and I cannot believe this is the first time I heard it. Bradley Cooper, you know this guy who is such a renowned actor nowadays. He's been in movies like American Sniper and and uh, A Star Is Born and stuff like that. He's like. I got butt fucked. Yes, I got, I got fucked, fucked in the, in the butt. butt because of you, and 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 immediately Charlie's just like, oh, I I, uh, I I am sorry. Yeah, that is like, horrible. It happens in jail too, not just prison. Yeah, he said. I thought I that was a, it was a prison thing. thing. Yeah, and he's like, but he's like, but you've never been like homophobic or anything. I didn't think you'd have that much of a problem getting fucked in the ass. And he's like, even if I was gay, I would still be mad at you because this guy was disgusting. And 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 Charlie's like, was it a black guy? And, and I was like, no, it wasn't a black guy. That's a racist thing to say. <laughs> he's like, well, was it a Mexican? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he says, oh, I forget what he said. He said something like, it's like, I mean, to, I was like, us white guys to black guys, we're just like masculine women. That's just, that's like all we are to them. He's like, no, it wasn't a black guy. And he just won't let this go. Later, they're in the car going on. He's like, was it a Mexican guy? Like, no. Was it a white guy? Like one of those, like neo-Nazis? No. And, and and Annie's in the back. She's like, honey, I don't think it really matters. And he just won't stop. And finally, Alex goes, he was Filipino. I got butt fucked by a Filipino guy. He says, he says, why does it matter so much to you? Like, what part of the world my ass traveled to? And then and then Charlie's like, oh, so this was an Asian guy. I was like, I, I think of like all Asians as women. Like not even, like that must not have even been that. <laughs> uh, so back to Gil and Randy and the cops show up. Yep. Randy, <laughs> like the cop, Terry and his, and his partner are in the front or leading and they both slam on brakes when they see Gil, but <laughs> Randy still rear in right, right him. into him. Yep. <laughs> Terry leans out his window and he yells. It's so wonderful. He's like, fucking back up, Terry, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> so now so yeah so so now gill is riding with randy charlie and while they were in the car charlie secretly dials randy and lets him know where they're going he's like so you know my dad still lives at 18 whatever and um and, and they like, get the, they get this wrong by the way oh they did yeah when they uh when randy repeats it mm-hmm. i wish i had written it down it was something like the number was the same but the street in the city oh when randy repeated it he switched it Oh, but obviously okay. they still show. It's just a yeah. little, little funny thing. <laughs> so they roll up to Charlie's, or to, yeah, to Charlie's dad's house, and he's he's really nervous. Yeah, because he's talking. But it, when he's giving him the address, I like mm-hmm. it because he's talking loud. He's like, "Yeah, I've been there like two hundred fucking times. Of course, I know where it's at." Yeah, because yeah. he's he's making it sound like he's still talking to Alex. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, Charlie has not talked to his dad in the four years since he left. No. And 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 Annie's like, well, you said you couldn't uh, contact anybody. And he's like, no, I kind of made that part up. <laughs> so Charlie's dad opens the door, punches just takes him right one in the look face. at Charlie, and just clocks him, just boom, knocks him down. It's Bo Bridges. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Bo Bridges. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah, his I think name. that's his name. Yeah, I've recognized him from some other stuff too. Yeah, the first time I saw him was an episode of Tales from the Crypt. So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> so, and then he's like, "I didn't raise a coward," and he's, he's he's like giving his son all this shit for like running and like turning. He's like turning his friends in and then running, and he's like, "Yeah," he's like, "You you," and he says, "And you used the Lincoln for the getaway car." Now I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, "You used a car that is that unique." And that standout-ish <laughs> for a getaway car, really? I mean, I, Drive had come out by this time. I had seen Drive. And you know in the beginning, you've seen Drive, right? Yep. The beginning of that movie, Ryan Gosling's driving a freaking Chevy Impala. <laughs> it's like the most beige, faded crowd car you can imagine. They're driving around in a 67 Lincoln, makes 700 horsepower. Yeah, not a good idea for a getaway car. So they're, they're going out to dig up this money. And Alex says he is going to use the money to buy Iraqi dinar. Because if it goes up in value, 100,000 U.S. dollars worth of Iraqi dinar would be like worth 300,000. or No, 300 million. million. Or something yeah. like that. Some, yeah. inc- some insane amount of money. Um, and like Charlie and the guy in the suit are digging this up. And Charlie's dad's like, give me that shovel. And he says, you look like a monkey fucking a football. And before that, uh, when, when Clint, Clint was the dad talking. Oh, right. Alex tells him, you know what? Why don't you think of this gun as a microphone? Whenever it's not in your hand, you shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> yeah. And then, yes, then I got the, you look like a monkey fucking football right. line as well. <laughs> so while they're digging, his dad starts to talk about what he's racing now. He says he's racing like a, a, a Tatum. Was that what he called it? Some, some, some kind of car. And he's like 700 horsepower, yeah. And he starts like nodding toward the barn. <laughs> and they both got shovels. And... The dad nails Alex in the back of the head with a shovel. Just boom. Well, he has to because Alex, even though they're digging and get the money, Alex says, I'm still taking Annie. Oh, right, to, right. He's yeah. like, I'm taking her until we're free and clear, and then mm-hmm. I'll let her go. Right. And and, and and Charlie's just like, dude, you've got the money. We're not going to call the cops. Just fucking go. He's like, nope, not going to do it. So, yeah, then the dad just clocks him upside the back of the head with this, with this shovel. And he recovers really quickly. <laughs> Alex recovers very quickly. Yes. Um... Because Alex, of course, Charlie and Annie are running off to the to the to the barn where this new wheels are apparently, and um, Al, or sorry, um, yeah, Alex and Nev start running after them. Alex and can't shoot. He cannot damn shoot gun. for shit. No, he's like throwing bullets at them. He's like shaking. Yeah, it's like he's slinging bullets at them, like pulling the trigger at the same. He sucks. He's terrible. And okay, and this is another case of a guy getting like fifty rounds out of a twenty round clip. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot. Yep. Yeah. So what is this thing they escaped in in the in the bar? I knew. I thought you might know. I don't know. I'm not sure the name of it, but it's some kind of a dune buggy. See, that's what I, I put. I was like, is it's, it a dune buggy? Yeah, it's like an off-road vehicle. Really sweet. They find the new wheels, and he, when Charlie sees it, he says, oh, what a bone grow. <laughs> so I guess that's like, that's enough to give me a heart on I or something. So, yeah. And they're sitting there trying to figure out how to start it while chart while Alex is still outside just shooting into this shooting barn. Through, yeah. And there's like not hitting anybody or anything, of course. Um, and then he's, so, like, he's like, I got to go back for my dad. Oh, yeah. They make their grand exit and they crash through the gates and, or crash through the, the, the wooden doors. And, of course, there's like a, a perfectly um, situated like dirt mound that they can jump over and just looks awesome again car porn uh <laughs> and he's like oh i gotta go back and get my dad we left my dad in that field we gotta go back and get him and the and dad just is in there still beating just the beating the shit this out of this guy in the suit and, and, and he's and, like he's okay yeah yeah and he's, he's like it. i think he's got it under control <laughs> 
So now Alex and Nev are chasing after them, and then Randy and Terry show up, and they're driving this like little Polaris, this little Polaris, like a little four-wheeled, not even it's like a golf cart, like a like an off-road golf cart. And Randy, who has not been able to hit a damn thing this entire movie, has been terrible with a gun. Nails Alex. Yeah. Well, actually, now that I think about it. In the beginning of the movie, he was going on about this automatic. He's like, I hate these automatics. This thing sucks. And that's when that's when Charlie took it and took it apart. Well, he takes Terry's revolver. Oh, okay. And just one shot, boom. Because like, cause Alex is leaning out of the window trying to shoot at at, uh, at Charlie and Annie. And, he, and, and yeah, Randy comes up behind him, one shot, boom, nails Alex in the shoulder. <laughs> and... <laughs> and he starts jumping around. He's like, I got him! I fucking got him! I got him! <laughs> like, that'd be me if I was a cop. I got him! <laughs> so now Annie and Charlie are like at a, kind of at a crossroads. They're like looking at this highway. And he's like, well, this thing's not exactly street legal, but I'm just going to chance it. We got to get you to LA at like, what? What was it? 4.30? 4 o'clock. At 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock appointment now. And... He's like, look, I, I don't care if you leave me. I don't care if you stay in, in L.A. I just got to get this done. And she's like, I still love you, but I just don't know if I know you or not. So like, and, Yeah, as I put, lovey-dovey talk. Yeah, lovey-dovey talk. A lot, there's a lot of that in this movie, but I feel it feels very genuine, you know? Coming <laughs> coming from two real-life, from, from a real-life couple, it's, it's, it feels very genuine. So uh, they take off driving to LA and of course you know any movie that takes place in LA that involves cars they've got to have a shot of the LA River because somehow they're driving this little dune buggy through the LA River um come back to Randy cut back to Randy at the farm and Jason Bateman Bateman. shows up I guess he's a superior or is he like the uh, superior marshal or something must have been like he he's he his 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 uh his jacket just says police but he's talking to Randy like he knows him like oh man how did you it's like you're such a fuck up how did you manage to do this right and, and know, tells him he can get him out of the witness protection. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's when Randy's like, "Well, well, well, Terry here helped me out a lot too." And he's like, "Oh, well, maybe." And then we- he's like, "He could be a marshal too." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "So he's got to be a higher up marshal." Yeah, some must sort be, must be some, something like that. Um, and, and, um, <laughs> he asked him if he needs a condom. Yeah, yeah, because uh, well, no, he like the the guy who was with Bateman is like looking at Terry and is like, yeah. you know, oh man, you did a great job. You guys did a great job. And and then Bateman looks up, and is like, do you need a condom? <laughs> yeah, it's like I love Jason Bateman. Um, so now we get back to Charlie and Annie, and Charlie is literally driving this monster dune buggy up the steps and the campus <laughs> at UC. They're just like driving through the grass and down the steps, up the steps, yep. and they park in some student just in typical. I, I I don't know if I could ever live in California because I know it's full of people like this. Looks at this car and is like, "Way to go, green asshole!" <laughs> and Charlie leans out the window and is like, "It's biodiesel, friend." <laughs> <laughs> now Charlie. And Annie, good grief, she looks like she's been through the ringer. She's all yeah. dirty and like I'm pretty sure she's got like blood on her forehead or something. And she's like, I look like a sent. I look. What did she say? A, uh, not a sentient, transient. She's like I look like a transient. <laughs> I don't have my teaching certificate. And we get the same kind of a speech he gave her at yeah, the beginning the of the movie. Like yeah. you've got this. Nothing else matters. You've got this. Um, just like he gave her at the beginning of the movie. And cut, cut back to Randy. Cut back to Randy. Randy is giving the same talk to Terry. 
and sees and while and he's looking at his phone terry's you know sitting there with his eyes closed and and randy's looking at his phone he's like yeah you've got this there's nothing else you're the number one. Oh, what the fuck you still got your pouncer app <laughs> and he's like why are you looking through my phone so now now they're a thing obviously yes. now randy still gets out and they're in a new van they're not in the same <laughs> shitty old one he was in before he's in a new van and randy gets out and it still rolls away <laughs> in movie roll credits <laughs> <laughs> but then we do get some during the credit scenes. Oh, I didn't watch during the credits. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. What, what no, happened? Annie goes has her job interview. Oh, what happened there? So she goes in and she opens up the door and it's full of snoke, smoke. Oh. And the guy who's giving her the interview, I don't know if you know who Sean Hayes is. That name is familiar. He, I know him mostly from uh, Will and Grace. He was Jack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So... He's the guy. He's sitting there smoking a huge bong. So the whole room is filled with smoke. And this guy is actually Debbie's brother. That's how she was able to get in the interview. Oh, okay. And, and of course, she kept saying, uh, Debbie kept saying that, she's like, she kept calling you a she and a her. And she's like, yeah, she's like doing that to me ever since we were kids. So she apparently always calls her brother oh, she and her. Wow, that's just wrong. <laughs> But then they, they get along, and he's like, all right, you're good. You're going to get the job because, oh, can you remember the specific course she's going to be teaching? Because it was a very it specific. Was a, yeah, yeah, she went to Stanford. She mentions that in the movie. She And she was talking about making up her own course yeah, and, of study, basically. And it had to do with, like, something to do with patience, right? I can't remember what can't exactly remember what it was. It was but yeah, that was the actual end because okay. that, that was during the credits and then that was it. She oh, gets okay. the job. You do get to part. see the job interview. That was great. Oh. So like, has Dax Shepard directed anything else? Directed? I don't know. I know currently he has a show with um, Lake Bell, I think, called Bless This Mess. Oh, okay. Haven't watched that. And he's also the host of a game show called Spin the Wheel. I've watched that a few times. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. It's produced by like Justin Timberlake, and he's the host of it. That's, and that's it, a very original title for a for a yeah a game <laughs> show. Yeah, it's just called Spin the Wheel, but it's pretty cool because the only way you can get on it is if you've done something. Like, if you've donated some organs to someone for living, or if you've been in oh, the military, cool. like you can't just be... You, you can't just you be have to be nominated to go on this. That's cool. That's, yeah. that, that is noble. So, yeah, that was Hit and Run. I really enjoyed this movie. I can't it, believe... It is a very fun movie. I can't believe how, how low of a rating it's got. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I was like, what, what were people expecting? Like, if this was, if this was Dak Shepard's passion project, I'd love to hang out with Dak Shepard. He seems like a cool guy. Hey, I think you would. Yeah, he prob- definitely seems like a I car guy. So. I'm just trying to, oh, he was in Idiocracy. I remember, I think that was the first thing I saw him in. I saw him in Without a Paddle. Okay, yeah, I never saw Without a Paddle. I just remember them making fun of that on Family Guy. (laughs) So that wraps up episode 15 15 of Cinematic Blind Spots. We've done 15 episodes and a few bonuses. So, yeah, we've got a a good little repertoire going here. Now, next week, we got a special number for you because it's going to be Thanksgiving. So, of course, Josh would have a Thanksgiving-themed horror movie coming up. Of course. And that will be Blood Rage. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now, isn't it? Or was on? Yeah, I think it's on Prime. And if not, there is another app called Midnight Pulp. That okay, is a free yeah, app Midnight you can Pulp. download, and you can watch it on there. 
So, that is our episode. Until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.